Well, I just assumed it was like a Final Fantasy situation where like, yeah, the numbers don't really mean squad. And yeah. it kind of doesn't. It's like the first game was like you're on the one side of the war and then the second game you're on the other side of the war. So the people who you thought were really the bad guys, maybe they're not as bad as you thought they were. Hello and welcome back to another Dead Pixel. A podcast about video games, entertainment, life, a bunch of other crap that we always just throw in at the end because we just have stuff to talk about. I'm your host today, Joseph, and this is episode 18. With me today is the man who always double down, Nick. How's it going, Nick? It's going pretty good. Uh, I always double down on everything I say, even when it's not entirely accurate or, or right. Um, I think it's always best to just, just stick with it until the bitter end, you know, um, like Thelma and Louise, just drive the car off the cliff. That's dude. That's never admit you're wrong. Just always never admit just, you know, no matter what, doesn't matter if you have the knife in hand, it's you're innocent. Always. <laughs> it's fake news. Uh, <laughs> deny, 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 counter. <laughs> counter accused deny 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 put enough hashtags in front of it and you'll be you know and people will agree with you right exactly i'm not crying you're crying i'm not the murderer you're the murderer yeah yeah so all right uh how are you how are you today you know how are you doing all right so we're recording this in the morning uh you know a little bit before our, our coffee has set in uh so yeah this we're today is uh may 21st so we're recording this on the Saturday. Hopefully we'll be able to get this up by the end of the day. Uh, and if not, you can shout out at Nick. Um, you know, I go know. ahead and leave comments below how angry you are at him. That's, that's <laughs> fine. I can take the pain. Take it. Uh, uh, it's, he's pretty good about getting up from underneath that bus. Uh, so <sighs> how about yourself? How are, how are you doing? Doing all right. Um, I think my Amazon, I know my Amazon account got hacked. Um so that sucks. I called them. Uh, I called Amazon like over a week ago and I've been trying to get them to, so I, I called them, talked to somebody, they transferred me to somebody else. And that person said, we'll get, we'll, we'll get it worked out through your old email in a day or two. And they never did. So I don't know. I guess I got to call them again, but I don't know. I like. I don't know what to do about it because I have a bunch of credit cards and stuff saved on there. But oh, I. Th- not good. But I think that you can't see the credit card number. Uh, uh, it's usually the account. last four digits, and mine still sometimes asks me for, uh, or at least I have it set up to ask me for my security code. Mine does. Does ask me for my security code? Does not ask me for my security code? I don't know, but whoever broke into it ordered, um, ordered a hot glue gun set with their own credit card, not with anything, not with mine. So, anyway, um, so now you have their name. Right uh, and their it's, address. Yeah, it's I'm gonna go ahead and dox them because they're a piece of shit. Um, and they live in Arkansas, which I thought was oh, yeah. kind of funny and weird. But you have a past in Arkansas for those who don't know. I do have a past in Arkansas in the in the in the hill country, um, and uh, their name 
their name on the email, which I, I'm sure is is bogus, is Natasha Sanchez. Um, and uh, they live in, or the it's from some small town in Arkansas. Um, so I'm pretty sure it's all bogus and fake, but it's weird. They only bought the hot glue gun set and nothing else. And, and I don't know, it's, it's the most, it's the weirdest thing, but yeah, that is pretty strange. I mean, considering the fact that you, uh, like they didn't use your credit card. So there's that bonus, I guess, but I don't know. You sure it's not like a disgruntled ex? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't, cause they changed my password. So I had to get a new Amazon account. So like, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's nothing like that. Um, as far as I can tell. Uh, but anyway, so I gotta, but it sucks. Cause like I had Amazon prime on there and I don't, I think I was paying yearly instead of monthly, which is the way they have it now. I think you have to pay like $15 a month. Whereas I was paying for it, grandfathered into some kind of yearly deal where I paid less than that. Um, I think, but maybe not. I don't know. I have to, it's all on auto stuff. So I don't remember what all is it's set up to do, but anyway, so that's kind of what's going on in my personal life. That sucks. Uh, I'm trying to think. So do you like, all right, not, not I'm not going to out you, but like, if is your like Amazon, something like, you know, username and spicy or something like that. And therefore they went with, they happen to have like, yeah, this is my normal user handle. And then somehow got it, you know, like they did account recovery or something. That's so fucking weird. Man. I, don't, I can't believe I don't, someone just went in your stuff and then went, I'm going to just mail this to myself because this is obviously mine, right? Yeah, because like, I, I mailed it to someplace in Arkansas, so it has to be a, some kind of physical address. Yeah, it's weird because, like, I thought I had two-factor authentication set up, but I never got any kind of, any kind of thing saying, hey, you know, uh, any kind of code or something sent to a phone. Um, all I got was an email saying your password has been changed. And at first I thought it was a bogus email. And then I went and looked and I was like, I was like, what the hell? I, I don't know. It's the weirdest thing to me. It's just, it's really strange. I have no idea what is going on with it. Exactly. Um, but anyway, I'll. Well, that sucks, but hopefully get that stuff fixed right away. I hope, so I hope so too. But I started a new Amazon account, so I've just been ordering off of off of that, and I'll I'll probably just migrate over to that. I'll cancel everything but, on the. But now when you call them, they won't be like, "Thanks for being an Amazon customer for X amount of years." I know like that fucking matters. I know it's baloney. It's just, I mean, I, I, like not that it matters, yeah, but like I was just kind of blown away because I was like, "You guys should be." you guys should fix this like, or call me or send me like, I've gotten nothing. I've only like, I've gotten nothing on the, on the old email. I said, this is the old email. This is what's supposed to be. And I've gotten nothing. So I kind of want to get it fixed on principle, but also it's like, how much time are you going to devote to it? Just, but it's like, if this can happen once it can happen again and changing all your credit cards and shit is, it's a big pain. That's a really, oh, yeah. It's a really annoying thing. Anyway, so no one got access to my Amazon account, but they did get access to my Amazon card. Uh, and so therefore they were like, uh, Chase gave me a call and they were like, hey, uh, we have some suspicious activity. 
are you currently buying bait uh for fishing over in michigan right now and i'm like no no i'm not <laughs> i am not in that i'm multiple states away so yes yeah, not happening wow. uh so like okay we're gonna have to, gonna put this on hold and we'll give you a new card and that was about it like they did that almost automatic um i've also had a different credit card uh jacked and they're like yeah so you you've been like we got a lot of suspicious large amount of food ordered to um you know from a, a location that was declined and we're like oh yeah no i'm most definitely not ordering food right now either i mean it's 10 at night uh and yeah not happening so i'm not at perkins you know on the other side of the state <laughs> so that's what that's what the order was for so yeah that was yeah. uh and yeah all that was automated through my my card companies and they just went ahead and replaced those and i didn't seem to have get any repercussions or you know no lingering bills or nothing like that so uh yeah hopefully they don't access the rest of your shit i don't know you have different passwords for all your stuff right Uh, yeah of course (laughs) definitely not all all the same password (laughs) i do now I, i do have a lot more different passwords now and i have been using google uh google suggested passwords which are like 50,000 characters long and every single kind of character that's on your keyboard uh shifted and capitalized and all that stuff um which makes it really annoying to enter into a one key at a time Roku app but is uh, to just pray yeah. you never have to do it again but it's I guess it's the safest they say it's like just like 16 16 characters and they can be like it doesn't really matter. Like, like they say, a computer doesn't care if it's a lowercase J or an ampersand, um, but humans do. So if you have like, if you have it, uh, if you have a password that's like, um, go to the bathroom, all in lowercase, then that's the same as a computer reading like ampersand up H N capital R T L, you know, all those different characters. Um, but but that's harder for to, for a human to remember. But it's easier to remember a like a phrase, like a common phrase. I don't know. That's that's what I know about passwords. So what I like to do is for my pro tip for when at least when you're signing into a new company for any other bullshit is uh, either throwing their email, their name of their company as your user handle. So you know like Joe Best Buy or something like that and then i'd have you know the rest of my stuff and therefore if they ever sell my email uh they'll have the email header saying joe best buy we have a deal for you or something like that i'm like oh yeah best buy sold my stuff or i'll specifically make it like i think it was um joe target or something like that was mine and so the target the person was like i can't believe we written it your last name is target and i'm like no it's not <laughs> <laughs> i have it on the app and that's why and like that way if target ever sells my stuff i know who did it they're like oh that's really smart i'm like yeah a little bit uh <laughs> it's a lot of email addresses though i mean that's like 10 different email addresses for well, like common i have stores. a junk email account but at least for my uh for all my user handles because if they sell my email uh, my junk email, it doesn't matter because it's literally only for that kind of stuff. Uh, and then there's, uh, you know, but the user handle. So, you know, whenever they do sell, whoever sells your stuff, they'll always have your name incorrect. Um, right. I had someone at the McDonald's app being like, you know, it's like, how do you pronounce your name? I'm like, that, that's just my initials. You know, they're like, oh, okay. 
because <laughs> they didn't realize that I just instead of putting full na first name last name I just threw my initials in the app and that like that saved it and I'm like yeah that's it so they only saw like two characters and they're like that's your name I'm like no no it's not <laughs> that's funny <laughs> so yeah uh that and also if you ever have a GPS don't save your house under your home yeah. save like the local gas station around the corner or uh you know, if you want to save your neighbor or something like that. So, if, you know, if there, someone ever has to come back and break into your stuff, they break into your neighbors. Uh, That's true. You always want to make sure your neighbors get broken into and not you. Better uh, them than me. That's what I would say. My, my, I, have a, I have a great neighbor and he and I have this pact where like, okay, I'm, I'm leaving on vacation. So you see any moving vans while I'm gone, you you call the cops or let, at least give me a courtesy call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Smart idea. All right. Well, how you know, other than that, uh, you've been doing all right. So what you've been watching, man? Well, I've actually been reading a good chunk of, of manga and I have uh, I am about halfway through Chainsaw Man, which is a manga that's finished. It's got, it's got like 90 or something chapters, but um, I'm about like on chapter 50 something, I think 58, 59 in there. And um, and uh, so that's relevant because I started to read it because I heard it was good, but also the, the anime is coming out sometime this year and I wanted to, I saw it was short. So I wanted to jump on it before the anime came out. Um, and, um, the manga is really good. Like it's, I think it's a, a Shonen Jump manga. Um, it's sort of compared to some manga. It's kind of crudely drawn, but, but it's effective and it's it's a little bit crude, but it's like still really, I don't know, appropriate um, and descriptive. And I don't know, it's just it's just very effective um, for, for what they're trying to do. It's it's kind of a comedy um, and it's just it's very it's kind of it's simple, but strange. I don't know. But anyway, it's it's really good. I'm enjoying it. I I should be able to finish it here in the next week or two, and then um, the trailer for the anime just came out uh, a couple days ago, and I watched that, and uh, I figured they're going to pour a lot of money into it, um, try to make it really good. I don't know what studio is doing it. I know it is going to broadcast on Crunchyroll whenever it comes out, but uh, the trailer did look pretty good um looks like they're going all out and doing quite of i know i recognize a lot of the scenes from the manga so it's like okay they're gonna be covering you know the manga pretty closely i imagine and um uh i, I was kind of i don't know disappointed in the amount of cg that i'm seeing uh it's i don't know some anime like like all anime now has a ton of CG in it, whether you re recognize it or not. It's it's there, um, which is fine. Uh, I just don't want to like be watching it and go, oh that's CG, oh that's CG, oh that's CG. Like like over and over again. Um, and this seems to have a, a pretty much all of the drawings seem to be kind of touched by computer graphics in some way. But it looks like they're doing they're doing it pretty well um from the trailer that i saw only you know we'll have to actually see what the final product is but anyway i'm excited for that and uh anyway it's it's pretty cool have you had a chance to to read or know anything about chainsaw man 
I've only I only saw some key images from the mo- uh, the anime coming out, and I know I've seen pictures of the manga where it's like the plushie with the chainsaw, like you know, pompadour coming through the forehead, or whatever, like yeah. horn. And I was like, so that's all I know. And I thought I heard, remember you mentioning you were thinking about touching this. Uh, if I can, I generally don't do the whole read before the anime comes out because just like reading a book, you know, you. If you're lucky, you're like, yeah, that's just as good as I as that was. Uh, but yeah. on average, um, like if you watch it, you, it may be good. You're like, oh, I, I enjoyed the anime, and then you realize, and you you go back to the source material, you're like, oh, that's actually really different. But I also enjoy. Then you enjoy the the book as much. You know, usually is the case. Like, um, like from what I can tell from the trailer, they're I think they're sticking with. Like, I think there's a good chance that they're gonna ha- that they're going to convey the same the same feeling the so, same style and stuff historically it's always the first the first half is always generally pretty spot on with most anime uh, and to they manga. Diverge. um yeah but in this case it's already finished so therefore you have you, you have that leeway of yeah, we can copy the whole source material and that's great uh we might throw in a filler episode here or there um but other than that that's you know so that's that's on the good part but traditionally if a manga is being serialized and like yeah it's still coming out now we're going now we got the anime rights uh about halfway through they're like and that's it there's no more source material okay let's make up our own stuff now they do their um, own arcs and stuff like that yeah yeah that's true so yeah. no but uh you know i'll i'll watch the uh i'll probably end up watching the anime when it comes out it looks interesting enough uh the artist i don't recognize anything else they've done um uh, Tatsuki, Tatsuki uh, that's Fujimoto. It. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's like just kind of talk a little bit more about the manga. It's it's very good. Um, it it is it it is brief in each of the arcs. And nothing is belabored. Uh, things go off the wall and and pretty wild. Um, pretty quickly. It's funny. The characters are all different, unbelievable. Um, and uh, it's got a great. Like, I don't know if you, like, how much you kind of think about this, but it's got a great rule set. So, you know how, like, a good movie or whatever, like, like one of the principles of, like, a good story, like The Matrix or, you know, even the old Star Wars, is it has a really good rule set where it's like, okay, these are the rules. This is the rules for The Force. This is the rules for The Matrix, you know, whatever. And then it follows those rules and kind of, like, surprises you. Uh um, Chainsaw Man does that. It's a very simple set of a couple different rules and they kind of feed them to you a little bit as they become important and then they kind of do more stuff with it. It's 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 quite good. But um, So the rules being that midichlorians exist and then there's always more uh, Sith than you ever know about even though there's only supposed to be two. <laughs> yes, that's exactly... That's exactly. It's funny that you Chainsaw should mention man. it because it's, yeah, it's uh, yeah, like it's in Chainsaw Man. But it's wild, dude. Some of the stuff that happens in it, you're just like, this is ridiculous. But it's so, it's so funny while it's also so serious and cool. It's it's really great. But um, besides that, I've also been watching. I also managed to finish um, Ranking of Kings. Um, yeah, I'm a few episodes from the end of that one, so I just. Uh, I was really on top of the on top of it, and then just life happened, and I'm like, I, I got to get back to it. So it's literally opened up on a tab, and it's just it has its own dedicated tab on my phone. I'm like, I got to get back to it when I have a chance. 
Like, like I'll say that you're that where you are in it, you're past the part uh, part that I have a problem with, I guess. So I think this this anime is really good. Um, overall, it's it's got a great start and it kind of goes a little bit, you know, this way and that has a bunch of good surprises. Um, it's kind of surprising how good it is, even with a like a, a childlike art style uh just kind of a this simple art style it's kind of amazing how much they can make you care about the characters even with that um but uh so it, it goes great for probably like 12 or 13 episodes in there but then right in like the middle the back of the middle somewhere between you know 13 and 18 or 19 it kind of starts to spin its wheels. And I think you're past this part. There's a, it, it belabors the point on a struggle that the main characters have. Um, and then after that around episode like 19 or 20 is when it resolves that and kind of gets back on track and does a couple of more little things. And then I don't remember because I made it, I'm uh, like, I said, I made it to like, 20 or something like that i'm pretty close to the end it uh There's... i finished one of the major one of the major fights where the um the main character uh and one of the main bad guy or uh, he essentially he has his final boss battle like yeah. or he has one of the like and that one was is animated just absolutely stellar the action scenes the camera angles they do these like super low angles they show a camera underneath a chair <laughs> and you see the chair legs and the top and so you're looking at them from a distance and it's like why this angle but it works really well so like uh, and then it's just like yeah the fluid the fluidity of the battle like camera painting as he's running up shit and running on walls and it's just like you know what am i watching here this is completely different than Dude, before it like there's there's a theory i have about about anime that there's a there's a there's a knob and it goes from 1 to 10 and then after the 10 there's a knob and it just says full anime and that is what that scene is is ranking of kings just goes full anime for like 2 or 3 minutes and it's this wild, insane battle, like what you were talking about, just insane camera angles, physics uh, being stretched to kind of unimaginable, unimaginable proportions. And it's awesome. That is like the, the piece de resistance of the whole show, I think. Uh, it's, that, that scene is really, really cool. So, so you are past kind of the part that I'm talking about. There's a, there's a dude that they fight for a long time. And you'll know like who I'm talking about. And it just, it just takes, it just takes several episodes. And I was just like, what are we doing here, guys? Come on. Let's like, we get it. Let's move, you know, move along. Um, and that's, you know, but that's kind of, that, 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 that's kind of a blemish on it uh, that I, I kind of thought they could have, could have done with probably three to five episodes less uh, and been, you know, right around the 20 episode mark and been a little bit more tight and efficient of a show, but overall, I think it's I think it's a really good show. I mean, I don't know where to where to number this. It's definitely not an eight. It's pretty close to a seven. I don't. I think it's better than a six, but I think so. I think probably around a seven, seven out of ten, somewhere in there. I could I could see an argument for 
for a little higher or a little lower, depending on your stance. But that's probably where about where I put it. Without finishing it at this time, I'd say it's a solid seven, easy. Um, okay. I mean, I didn't have. I don't think I had the problem you did. Uh, depends on which an, character you're talking about, because there's a couple spots where it's a little, a little slower, I guess. Um, you know, they're kind of stopping an invasion in a dungeon at one point, and that takes a little bit. Um, and that was a weird. That, you know, but, that, but it was it was an it's kind of like it was weird because it was kind of a side story or yeah. a side portion, but it did have merit for the overall story arc. So it's like one of those things like, what are we doing here, guys? And then you're just like, okay, I can see why we did that, but at the same time, and then there's, uh, they they slowly introduce a backstory to in an immortal enemy, uh, essentially. And I think is that who you're talking about? Where they're sp spinning their wheels. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the backstory so, and stuff like that. I don't mind. It's it's this the constant like it's just a repetitive fighting. It's like okay, it, we know the rules it, of this character, and you're just like like do one episode it's, it's on now. That. My turn to go against them. Now it's your turn to go against them. Now we're gonna go together against them together, and the outcome's always the same. And so that yeah, that is kind of. I mean, and then they and, like, and during this time we're also gonna do a backstory. And I'm like that's if you pay if if the end pays out then it's worth it but if it, if it just nothing comes of it then you're like well what what the hell the point was i don't need to know a backstory it's like if you're not going to be able to overcome that so i still like I said a few episodes away uh but it's, it's, overall it was all right it's like they're i mean like with that one character it's like like no like you can't beat him it's like oh you can't beat him it's like you know we really can't beat him oh it's like cool we got it you understand do that for one episode and then and then move on but not not three or four and they and they touched on it you know and kind of showed you prior uh in in several episodes prior which was just enough and then they just kind of overdid it but yeah, yeah. Like I, I thought i thought it was a good like, i thought it was good overall um i think that um what am i saying uh, i think that my dress up darling is easily better and um i i did start i just kind of got back on a KB's sailor uniform again. And I think I, I see what you were saying about KB's kind of being the best of the winter season. Um, it, it It's most definitely the most like wholesome. I mean, it's, it is just overall, like we're all going to be good to each other just to be for good sake. There's um, it's not, I mean, it has some really pretty moments, but it's also not really, too crazy fan service or anything like that it's just it's a simple slice of life i it's should really... hope not because <laughs> those girls yeah, are like well, 12 years old <laughs> yeah they're all middle schoolers uh but that doesn't stop japan no, um nothing stops japan <laughs> so i mean and if you think about it we're not the target demographic for that anyways it's like we're targeting this towards middle school high and high school kids you know so yeah. that's that's the that's the original age appropriateness for anime <laughs> Yeah, uh there you know there of course there's outliers yeah. but we're adults walking fucking watching kids shows um you know so yeah have you ever seen i think it's a college humor uh skit um or maybe it's a crack skit i don't know where they have alfred molina as the um the children's musical critic and he like goes to these children's no. plays and uh, he's like he's like a critic and he's like He's got glasses and they're like singing like uh, Mary Poppins or 
you know, I like the the tree, the kid dressed up as a tree saying, da, 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 da. and then he'll just like, he'll just like, that's shit. Or that's like, he uses like all these critical like talks. Anyway, that's what we are. We are, we are exactly that. Not to blame. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me put on my glasses and, you know, I'll pull out my no, notepad. Put on my monocle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Anyway. Yeah, that's, that's pretty funny. Uh, we, you know, I've been. Me on the other hand, I've been watching uh, just the, the current basis based anime here, and I've talked about some of the ones that I thought beforehand, some of my predictions, uh, which would have been you know are go- currently going pretty strong. Uh, but I did come across a new one called the uh, the Executioner and Her Way of Life. So I actually didn't know anything about this because uh, I just had been staying away from most of the sub this season, and a coworker of mine just happened to bring it up and and gave me the pre- premise. I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of neat. Uh, and then it just got dubbed, uh, first episode dropped like the other day. So I went ahead and watched it and it's pretty good. Or at least I like it cause it's, um, it's a twist on the isekai format. Uh, essentially it's about people who get isekai and then this person who works for the church cause the church is always the bad guy. Well, in this case, they're the bad guy or they're the good guys doing bad things. It does happen and they lot, just. Yeah. They just murder, straight up murder anyone who's isekai because isekaiing people is illegal, uh, in, in like in this world because too many too <laughs> many people from another world have been um, gone mad with power or they they couldn't control their power so they've accidentally caused calamities. So it's like if John Carter from Mars or like he just he accidentally went like Super Saiyan and just destroyed half the place. Like oops, my bad, you know. So they have to take these people out, and that's kind of their the concept. I'm like that's pretty neat. I like the fact that it does something different and we need to kill the isekai genre. Yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, the, the, it's been beaten to death as it is. Um, but that's pretty cool. I've, I've heard this is a, a pretty good show. Um, it's a, uh, there's a, I think on, on our anime, there is a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like a report that somebody does every week. And this one has been consistently coming up. I think it's like ranked two or three um, along uh, on this overall ranking of like what people are saying is the best anime right now. Um, so I definitely want to try to get to this and watch it. Um, so something else that I've been watching, I'm caught up with, I think I'm on episode six. So the new episode might have come out by now, but uh, I've been watching Spy Family as well. Have you, you, you watched a couple episodes of that, right? Oh yeah, I'm I'm currently up to date with the um, with the, the dub. dub of that. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty good too. I think uh, I, I, it's the first episode didn't quite quite grab me. I thought it looked good and everything, but something about the story, I don't know. I just wasn't in the mood for it, I guess. But since then, I've watched it some more, and I've really enjoyed um, where it's gone as well. But yeah, anyway, so it's kind of it, I guess, for my part of the anime rundown. Um, oh, I yeah. did. Spy Family's doing pretty good, though. Well, uh, yeah, go on. I, I did. I have watched a little bit of season two of uh, of uh, a Rising of the Shield Hero, and uh, man, they're up to their old tricks. Man, I sent you that. I sent you that screenshot. You remember? Yeah, it's it's just uh, Rafta, uh, not, yeah, Raftalia just talking to some to some other girl like you should just be his slave. She's um, like, like, she said, "Have you given?" Have you thought about trying slavery? <laughs> she takes it. She took her to the slave master. So this this girl. So Raftalia is like 
is like the main hero's number one, number one bay. And she, this new girl comes in and she's having all these confidence issues. And so Raftalia takes her to the slave, the slave auctioneer. And I'm like, oh no, don't do this. And because they like, they show it like coming up and I'm like, don't, don't do this. And then she like shows her all the slaves and they're the slave crest stuff. It's like, have you thought about giving slavery a try? <laughs> Just like, <laughs> how, can, how can you write this? Oh, shield man. hero give slavery a chance give slavery right. a chance and then man uh this is like in the first episode and he and uh and then Raftalia's like is like are you gonna make her be a slave uh shield hero and shield hero's like no I'm not gonna make her be a slave and she's like why not and he's like cause I don't wanna make anybody be a slave but if they want to be okay, and then the the the, the chick is having the confidence issues, is like, I'll be a slave, sure, and then, and then she comes a slave, and I was just like, okay, spoilers. I'm sorry. It's uh, it's it really has no bearing on the end of the first season and really the rest of the of the beginning of the second season at least. But man, I just. <laughs> Just like here you go, this is anime. Oh, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, that series is kind of shit. Um, I can't. But I'm, I'm still curious about it. The 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 turtle that you said you liked did come into it though. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I have yet to see any of the season two. I'm just gonna wait for more episodes to come out so I can just binge it in the background. Uh, that's kind of my my goal. That's about right for this anime. I think now. I think it's about right to just binge it in the background. Yeah, it'll be one of my it'll be one of my uh, vampire survivors, uh, you know, background games or something. Probably while I replay it because it's now coming, it's now on Game Pass. So uh, there you go. You have no excuse why you can't play it. Uh, the yeah, I saw uh, the it says a gaming preview on Game Pass. Is it gonna let me play everything that you can play, or is it just certain? I parts? don't know. I'm curious because maybe because it's not a full game out yet. It's still, it's just, you know, it's only beta still. Yeah. Uh, so they can't say it, you know, maybe they can't say it's a full release, but right. uh, I, w I haven't gotten around to giving it a shot because I'm like, dude, do I, do I really want to try to do all this again? No, not right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I have other things to do. I did see that open up and I, I will be trying that. I was like, whenever I saw that uh, last night, I was like, sweet. I don't even have to pay $3 to, to buy this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. Keeping my three dollars for this, guys. you know, McChicken. <laughs> yeah, I saved. I can hold get a whole thing of nuggets for that. All right. Uh, well, what? So speaking of playing, uh, so what have you been playing, man? I started playing Tunic. Um, that game is very good. It is. Uh, oh, I have so many things. Um, so that game, Tunic, man. Like, this is going to be, this is like, I'm just going to go ahead and spoil game of the year. I think that game has, is better than it has any right to be. Um, and I think that's going to be our category. I think we should have that as a category for game of the year. Better than it has any right to be. I guess that goes along with like best surprise, but maybe we can change it around. But I started playing it. I think I've played it for an embarrassingly long amount of time uh, for how short, for how, for how far I've not gotten in it. I spent so the first like real boss, um, the guy in the, the the rock guy in the garden, um, 
I could not beat him for a very long time. Uh, I went around and around with him and I, I just couldn't beat him. Like he would do this like triple slam down strike and I could jump out of the way most of the time, but not like every time. And it would, it would take over half my life away with one hit. And he does it like three times in a row. And then he'll just like spam that like over and over again. So I just kept getting murdered by him. I got really close to him like one time and he, he got me. I was like, daggum. I spent like an hour and a half fighting him. But what I figured out was because the game doesn't tell you at least. Okay. So spoilers, uh, just probably spoilers. <laughs> spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Yeah. So the game doesn't tell you this. Uh, I just, I don't think it does anyway. Maybe I just missed it because some of the stuff in it is sort of, um, kind of obfuscated, but I was clicking around on the materials that you get that you can't use at the bottom of your menu. And, but I was standing in front of the offering, the save point offering thing. And if I put two and two together that if I have money and I have the materials, then I can upgrade my stats. And when I did that, I was like, Oh, you just got to upgrade. That's how you upgrade your stats. I don't even know. I had stats to upgrade. So I upgraded the stats for a bunch of different things. Cause I had a bunch of different stuff by then. And then I went back in and I beat him in like two more tries. Um, and yeah, anyway, so it does tell you this in uh, one of the pages you find or multiple pages actually uh, uh. refer to this. One of them just shows uh, the items and it shows like, this equals this, this equals this. And, you know, it shows like a photo of the uh, save point uh, or slash bonfire. And a couple other ones show show you like showing your appreciation essentially uh, to said statue. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, that's yeah. Like, it kind of it. It doesn't because nothing is ever told to you outright. It's you know this game is everything is visual and also the majority of it is in a in runes like yeah, you know a runic, runic language. language. So you have by the end of the game, if you take your time, you can actually try to decipher it and it makes sense. Um, I was gonna say, I wonder if that was a thing because they show you even like menu some menu stuff is in the runic language. And they tell you stuff on the screen in the runic language. So I was like, I wonder yeah. The if very first a... thing you do is you go up to a, a sign, and it's next to a cave, and it's just it's illegible to you. Uh, and then you walk into the cave and you find a stick, and you're like, all right, now I got my stick, and I'm gonna beat people with it because that's what you do. Yeah, man, they they really make you earn that. Like when you finally do get the sword, they really make you earn that sucker. And uh, like... I didn't find the sword too difficult to get, actually. I was I, just... I really. It just took a while to get there. Well, yeah. But it wasn't. I mean, like, I didn't die, like, on the way to it. I almost died, but I, I didn't. But, like, like kind of learning to, like, roll out of the way of the guys that shoot, you know, this is, like, super early on. And later you just, like, trash can those guys. But, but like, early on they do a lot of damage and um, you got to, like, like, roll out of the way. And then if you roll out of the way and then hit them, but then, but then they can, like, do a like a headbutt or something and do damage to you that way. So I don't know, but like the, the, the game is, is really is it's, it's a really cool game. The, the menu or the, uh, the instruction booklet that you get p pages for 
as you play the game is really cool. It's, uh, you know, part of it is hand-drawn and, and hand-colored, and you can zoom in on it super close and, like, really appreciate the art and stuff like that. Um, and it's almost, like, the way they've done it is you can see, like, the the printer ink dots, which, you know, obviously wouldn't have to be there, but they went ahead and decided to take that extra care to do that. Um, and yeah, it's, it's kind of like, uh, it's cryptic. It's just, it's just a very cool, cool feeling game and everything like feels like the, 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 the people that designed it thought about where you'd be and what you'd be doing and how you would be interacting with the game as they made it. It's, it's, it's really good. I really like it a lot. Yeah. They do an excellent job. Uh, it, it's like it's a huge like homage to the old uh you know manuals you used to get you know and it's you know it's very much a um you know legend of zelda uh yeah. you know style because you know it, it's literally that uh wide uh booklet format and as you're flipping the pages through it uh, they even have a spot uh well they, they have them they have it chaptered and stuff like that so it's it, yeah, if you know what you're looking for, uh, and they give you the pages just roughly in the right amount of spots, so like you know they'll they'll get make it available to you, and then they'll give you some useful information roughly when you need to know about it, right. uh, and then it's gonna blow your mind later because it'll have some stuff, and you're like, oh shit, was that a thing? Okay, uh, kind of like with you with the uh, when you got you know like I can level up, uh, <laughs> you know it's yeah what well because of me I'm I'm I was always weird about. You know, when you play those old games, you have to hoard everything because you're like, okay, I can use it now or do I save it for later? Because yeah. there might be another thing. And at one point I'm just like, I'm just going to dump it all now. And I just burned through all my stuff. And all of a sudden I went from like zero to hero. I'm like, I am unstoppable because <laughs> yeah. it forced me to get really good at some of the basics. Oh, and then you so level up and you're like, oh, this is super oh, easy yeah. now. Um. <laughs> One other thing that I thought I think is really cool about it is the way that they they do a really good job of hiding stuff in plain sight because you can't move the camera and it's an isometric type of of angle. Uh, they do a really cool job of hiding uh, like passages and and uh, my phone just kicked on. Um, they do, do, do a good job of hiding uh, passages. Uh, in the dark and then in um, through like the geometric shapes like this one place I passed by I, I passed by like 50 times and I finally found and I found another way uh, into this passage and then I was like where does this lead and it popped me out right where this like right where I'd passed by so many times and I was like oh my gosh this game just makes me feel so stupid but also like full of wonder anyway was cool. it was it the underground or was it the beach because uh, there's one along the shoreline that I didn't know about but it's because I was close enough to the enemy and I went I, I, I skittled like there's a dude there's a sentry like a guy with a spear I run past him what go shoot down the, uh, the ladder I'm like ha he can't get me and one of the other dudes with a sword he just like disappears I'm like okay and the next thing he knows he pops between these two rocks I'm like Wait, there was a spot there, so I, I murdered him, and I crawl through. I go through the like I kind of blindly follow my passageway. I'm like, oh, there's another way here. Uh, so that was actually kind of neat. Uh, they have stuff like that. The enemy will sometimes know it more than you do. Yeah, it, that's that's interesting. I haven't seen that yet. 
but I, I know I know the spot you're talking about, and the spot I'm talking about is down that ladder and then way around the beach to where it dead ends on one side, and then you can go up into a. And you'll find that this is how I found the the way where it comes out, but uh, you can go into this like tunnel, and you follow that tunnel, which was very obvious to get into. You follow that tunnel, and that spits you out into a place where it is very not obvious. And I was like, that's the spot where I was like, holy crap, wow, this is weird. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing a little more of it. I don't know how much more I'm going to get to play um, because I want to try to do some other stuff, and, and you've kind of covered it a lot. But I, I definitely definitely have a lot of respect for it. Um, it's a really good game. Now, in my opinion, uh, so, like, you're probably – Right before, there's like a for me there was a mid game like lull because I was just doing I wasn't really accomplishing much but I was I was making progress that wasn't necessarily visible I was uh, figuring where things were doing a little backtracking that's kind of what I and feel so like it, doing, it, yeah it was kind of it was kind of a rough spot but then uh, afterwards you know when things started like I hit another like aha moment where things started clicking again I'm like oh shoot okay now this amped it up even more and that's kind of what propelled me through the latter third uh and the game does it does so many things well i gave it a lot of props uh i thoroughly enjoy this from front to back it, like i said that, that one little hump in the middle because i think i had two two game sessions where i just felt like i didn't accomplish squad i was like oh man i didn't really make much story progress and or anything like that uh but then when you start really getting into those puzzles towards the, the latter portion uh it's it really becomes a lot more fun uh and, or at least for me it was because i love that challenge um the only problem is some of them i'm like all right i figured the gimmick i'm just gonna look up the answer because i'm not mm -hmm. gonna take the time to go through and like you know you need a pen and paper for half of it um oh, you know like okay. all right you know you hear some clues here here's some clues there or it's like it draws you a thing i'm like okay i know how that thing works all right let me and I, I, what happened is i tried a couple of these on my own and I was just like, okay, I'm doing the, I'm writing down what I needed to, and then I'm like, I try to execute it. I'm like, this isn't working for me. This has to be the solution. This is it. Turns out, I was maybe, I was like, I made one error. You know, like, mm. uh, it's I missed, I missed a step that was. I'm like, oh, that was on me. But you know, the, after that, I'm like, okay, I know the gimmick. I'm not gonna bother wasting my time trying to figure it out. I'm just gonna, but I, I look up the answer because I'm like, I know this is how you felt solve it. Um, you know, and if it was a, if it's simpler one, then I I wouldn't bother looking it up. And I didn't just look up a list of them. I just it's kind of when I came to it because I wanted to see if I can solve it by myself. But some of them were really tedious. One of them was just like a rotating image, and you have to decipher the image. And I'm like, okay, I got it. And I'm I'm just drawing it out, and I'm like, mm, God damn it, okay, no, I didn't get it. Uh, this has to be the answer. And then I look up, and I'm like, yeah, that's the answer. But you just, you got to do it this way. I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, that's what I did. But apparently, I screwed up. So yeah, it's, um, uh, it, it it can be it can be tedious. I did fall through the world one time. Um, twice, I did it twice. Okay. Uh, I, sometimes when you combat roll, I rolled off ledges that I probably that you probably shouldn't have been able to roll off of, and that's what did it to me. Yeah, yeah, but but other than that, it runs pretty well. I don't know how many updates and stuff it's had. It's been out for a little while now, so I'm sure they've kind of ironed, ironed out the, the 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 worst bugs. But yeah, it's it's a really good game. Um, besides that, I've also been playing. Uh, I've also managed to finish uh, Trek to Yomi, 
uh, game just came out a couple weeks ago. I know you've had a chance to to play it too a little bit, right? Um, yeah, I've only made it to uh, I'm in the I've made it to more or less the last or the last major section or second to last, you know, like towards the very end back part. I don't want to give away too like how many chapters or anything there are because for anyone who, but it's a short game. Uh, uh, I I it's for me. I'm looking on track to beat it probably within three to four hours. Yeah. So uh, so so maybe like like um. Like, what's this, like, can you describe this game to people who maybe haven't seen it? Because I think that's probably the most interesting aspect of it. All right. Uh, so it's a black and white side-scrolling uh, action game, essentially, for the better word. It's uh, it's a little more methodical in the sword play, uh, but it's it's very much uh, paying uh, like homage to all, all these old um, samurai movies and directors. So, like... The biggest one of the biggest ones is, of course, Akira Kurosawa. They, um, you know, they they really go for this uh, intense, grainy, uh, you know, texture on your screen, so it looks like film grain. It actually has the pop and uh, the right. you know some of the tear marks of old film. Or like when you engage into a battle, they you can't just run away. So when you try to back up, it'll have these uh, white blurry lines, like the, the edge of the film. Right. Yeah. Uh, Stuff like that, uh, and essentially, you're this, uh, yeah, you're a samurai who's in charge of this, you know, uh, land, and it's your, you know, you end up trying to you know, squash some bandits, and the bandits, you know, uh, you know, they're led by a very uh, powerful person or a very smart person, and that's that's a, the the lump sum of the story without giving away too much. It's like I said, it's only it's only a handful of hours long. Uh, I don't find it particular. I'm playing it on normal settings. Yeah. Uh, there's three settings in the beginning, and I can't remember the other two settings. But the easy setting is Kabuki, and it's like for those who just want the story. And I thought that was a wonderful title for the easy mode. Yeah. Because uh, Kabuki just being a theater show, a play. I'm like, okay, that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, I played it on the medium setting, and once you beat the game, it looks like you can unlock uh, an even something higher than hard difficulty. So, oh, okay. I mean, like. Yeah, it's um, it is definitely made after those old Akira Kurosawa films. I think kind of specifically because, um, because like your master, I think is named Sanjuro, and I think that's one of I'm pretty sure that's one of the, the one of the characters in uh in a Kurosawa film, um, kind of famously. I could be wrong, but um, but. Yeah, it's it, it, it it's the aesthetic that really kind of separates this game. They are pretty brave and ballsy, I think, to go fully black and white. But um, they do a lot of really cool stuff with light and the way that the game uh, looks uh, is really beautiful. It's really. Um, hang on a second, I got a cough. All right. So while he's coughing, uh, this also one of the things they pay um, homage to is the fact that like the seven samurai, right. uh, you'll see these banners hanging around of the I'm pretty sure of the enemies. Uh, and it's very much uh, lifted from that. It's you know slightly different in the design, but it's uh, I think uh, seven samurai is six circles on a flag, uh, making essentially the dice, you know, uh, side of six. And then they have a triangle on the bottom. I think this one's, uh, I think it's like four dots and then a lower fifth. Uh, so it's kind of like an upside down, um, you know, uh, Pentagon. 
and it's you know but it's like and then they have like a character underneath it which uh i, I couldn't uh remember off the top of my head what it was but i'm like oh that's totally just them uh making a seven samurai reference but not making not stealing that image yeah they definitely make a lot of a lot of references uh, uh to it um but uh like like i was saying like uh, it's a really pretty game in kind of what they've been able to do with mimicking the old black and white um style because there's a lot more to it than just like making a game black and white you really have to do a lot with uh with like focal length um making things focus in and out uh making shadows appear correctly and properly framing things and they a, a good portion of the game probably like 20 percent of the game is sort of just like this is the image but i'd say like 80 percent of the game is hey we thought about the angle we thought about how this looks as you go through it, and we also made it playable. Sometimes the that those angles do get in the way of play, playability, um, but they're short uh, and, and kind of few and far between. Um, like I found that this game had, like the the biggest problem I had with this game was uh, frame rate drops um, and hitching that would get me killed sometimes pretty pretty often like a lot of times when i'd run into an area for the first time um i don't know it didn't happen all that often but probably like 10 or so times when i ran into an area it would hitch and i'd get stabbed by the dudes um and and die and have to and have to redo it because the game kind of screwed up but yeah i mean the game gives a lot of a lot of uh, different moves and stuff and some different enemy types that do different things. So you've got to use different moves on different types of enemies. Like some guys are very like heavy attackers, but they have like no armor. Um, some guys have armor, but they don't really attack that much. Uh, and you have to like figure out, okay, this is a move the game just gave me. So it's probably best to use this move on this type of enemy and they throw all three of them at you at, at some point or more. And you have to go, okay, use this move on this guy and then turn around, use this move on this guy. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's kind of a fighting game. Uh, it borrows a little bit from like, like a fighting game in, in that way, but yeah. All right. So I'll start with my, I guess, negatives on it. Um, the, as far as the actual gameplay goes, I thought it was really simple. Uh, it was, so it, the one thing I hate about it the most is there's collectibles. I yeah. really dislike the fact that there's collectibles in this game. It really takes you out of it. Because uh, now, instead of just playing and enjoying the story, now I'm literally hunting, trying to go down what looks like a, a non-alley. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, there it is. Okay, I found the thing. And it just makes you go through way more crap than you have to. Um, I don't mind that they have like health, grade, health upgrades and stuff so much, but it's like they have these collectibles so many collectibles per level and then when you miss one it just bugs you and there's no chapter select or uh, yeah and, that, that know, should so, be changed yeah yeah so that's i find that just super irritating uh i don't want to be taken out of my experience by just having to do a collectathon and uh as far as the gameplay itself goes uh you, you'll as you're finding things you'll also find like scrolls or whatever that teach you new moves uh which is fine it's just that I feel like you can get away with most of your stuff with a handful of uh, basic moves. Like 
So I didn't have those frame rate issues. Uh, I'm also running a 3080. You're running a 970. So that's a huge difference. Uh, I'm currently running at, uh, uh, what was that, 3440 by 1440. Uh, so I'm using it. When I did, when I switched the aspect ratio, it took away my uh, the black, the cinematic black bars on the top and bottom. So I'm like, huh, this is a completely different feel of the game now because it doesn't have that cinematic look. Uh, and I'm also running it at uh, 120 uh, frames. So it doesn't, there is some weird hitching every now and then. Uh, but for the most part, I wasn't really getting a lot of dips that I noticed. Uh, I didn't have my um, a frame rate counter up or anything like that. Uh, but for the most part, these battles, I just, you know, pretty much you can just parry and then mash a couple light attacks. The basic dude will die after two slashes, and that's it. Uh, the heavy guys, uh, you parry, and then I, there's a you do a light, light, heavy combo, stun him, and then you finish him. Uh, and the finishers are pretty good. There's a handful of them that, like, it took a while before I started seeing repeats of the finishers. Finishers, um, yeah. They're really, really cool. Yeah, and you know they also give you the finishers also give you part of your health back and stamina, mm -hmm. so that really helps out, and that's why I found the game to be not too terribly difficult. Uh, it wasn't until later that you get some more projectiles or guys with poles, and but you have projectiles yourself, so then you just spam a couple of those, uh, and you kind of cheese your way through those. I feel, uh, so the gameplay itself was kind of. I don't know. It's it's one of the things that it does the black and white thing really well compared to uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which actually had a filter that was like Kurosawa mode, yeah. and that was just black and white. But it wasn't. It was missing a lot of flair yeah. that that uh, Kurosawa film would actually have, and so that's that was disappointing to call it a Kurosawa mode and not you know this does if you if you called this Kurosawa mode, I'm like yeah, totally. I can see the difference, uh, though. Unfortunately. Um, you know, with the budget, Ghost of Tsushima is far better playing game, and it does that whole stance dancing better. So, like with different kinds of enemies, you switch different kinds of sword stances, and that's how you defeat them. This one, uh, other than like, oh, that dude has a pole arm, or that dude's a projectile, uh, and then there's the heavy guys, and those are the three that I had to worry about. And usually, with the projectile or, or anyone with a, a staff or a pole, I just ended up using a bow or like um a shuriken equivalent uh so yeah that's kind of i just kind of hit those from afar and then just murder them the problem that i had was when it would be like four or five guys that were different enemy types kind of around where you are now i think you're in like one of the later zones um but there's a there's a couple places toward the end where they they do surround you with like four or five guys and you don't have time to use any of your meaningful projectiles so you've you've got to like really parry exactly right and or block exactly right and you have to use the exact like that you you have you have to use the exact correct uh move on the target that you're facing on like the first try or else you're just going to get like murdered. I, I mean, I ran into a couple places where I had to do, where I did have to, um, I did have to, you know, go back and I'd have to fight them probably like, you know, 10 times or something. Um, sometimes I was like, I'm just not really focusing on it, but, but, uh, when they start throwing like multiple different kinds of enemies at you, it, it can get pretty dicey. Um, 
So, so for me, the one the one spot there's literally one spot that I had that problem, and that was um, I'll say it was like chapter four, um, and it's essentially you cross a river, you meet a group of people that you kind of know, and there's like seven of them, and they just dogpile you from both sides. Uh, now. I'm playing on a keyboard because for some reason, this thing is not registering all the other game pass games will register my PlayStation four controller. This thing has not. And that's why I haven't gotten around the, I would have beaten this game had I had the opportunity like last week, but I've only been able to try a couple of times. Every time I tried, it's like, it's not registering my controller. I've downloaded, I've deleted it, reinstalled it. Uh, you know, make sure our other games on game pass work with my controller, but for some fucking reason, this thing doesn't work. And it is just irritating as anything. So, so uh, I'm playing it on mouse and keyboard. Huh, um, I wonder. So the hardest part with this thing is uh, you have to leave your, you know, you have to move your whole hand to hit certain things. Uh, the finisher is an F. So if you're doing the uh, WASD format, you know, that's easy enough to reach. Uh, but then if you want, you know, if you're ended up wanting to switch uh, projectiles, that's one, two, and three, you know, like the upper numbers. So you have to then lift up from there. Uh, shift is to uh, block. You know, uh, you have uh, the dash is to space bar. And so like you're you're constantly moving. You know, the Q is to throw, use your projectile. Uh, it's really annoying uh, for this kind of game. I, I believe it's meant to be played on a controller. Oh, and yeah, I would say so, yeah. And so that's that was my hardest part. Uh, I have luckily I have the uh, 180 move mapped to my uh, one of my thumb buttons on my mouse. Yeah. And so I I can easily turn around that way. Uh, but what happens is if I'm you know if I go up to switch uh, a projectile, then I come back down. My maybe I might jump the gun and I might hit like uh, you know either Alt or like you know Caps Lock or something instead of Shift. And then I'm like, oh shoot! And that's it. then the next thing I know, I'm getting stunned uh, because I'm getting hit multiple times. Uh, so that particular spot, I think I died like seven times. Uh, that and I just got like I had just gotten like the cannon a little or the uh, musket kind of. So slight spoiler, but yeah, uh, it's not very. Use, they, they, they definitely want you to use that whenever you go into that zone. Um, so I, I used it right away, and I'm trying to do it, and so and um, it was that was a frustrating thing, but I think that was more of the uh key binding are from in my situation i bet i can probably optimize the key the keys on my thing but to make it more efficient uh but you get a move that lets you so long as you time the parry right uh it lets you automatically one like face your enemy who you're parrying so you can parry yeah. even at, in your blind spot and that because of that it kind of makes everything you know moot except for when you get a get a guy who's doing a projectile from far away and they keep on interrupting you uh, you do have stamina. Uh, I haven't found stamina exhaustion to be too big of a thing, uh, mostly because uh, you get so much upgrades as the game goes on. So okay. unless if you're really bad at uh, blocking, uh, if you're holding block for too long and you're taking a beating, and then you run out of stamina pretty quick. But if you just time the parries, and they do a little glint. So it might be a little harder for you because if you're having bad frame rate issues. And I know that the consoles have been having inconsistency with their frame uh, frame pacing. Digital yeah. Foundry did a thing that said like their best way they found with the with frame uh, with um playing the game was to play the P play it on PS5 but play the PS4 version in back compat mode. And I think it gave them a locked 30, maybe a locked 60, but it, it finally it actually locked the locked the frame rate. 
uh, while everything else was um, like uh, unlocked frame rate. So it was inconsistent at best. Maybe maybe that's why, because like I find the parry, I found the parrying to be some, you know, mostly doable, but sometimes I would, I would be parrying when I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm hitting it at the right time. And it wouldn't, and it wouldn't go. So maybe that's what was happening with a lot of enemies on on screen. The parrying would go to shit, and I would get killed a lot until I'd finally luck my way through it. Um, but yeah, because yeah. I don't know if it's locked, uh, the frame rate's locked to begin with. But if you were able to lock it, like had you locked it to like thirty frames or something like that, yeah, uh, that might have been a lot, you know, a lot more doable for you. Uh, you, you might have. I'm not like I said, I'm not sure how the older GPU holds up. Uh, you know, you might have had to dumb it down to like 720 or something like that instead of 1080. But I mean, uh, like this game, like I mean, as good as it looks aesthetically, it shouldn't be that hard to run. Like, I mean, you're talking about basically like like 2.5D with a couple characters on screen that are not even that big or moving that fast. Like, you got some particle effects, you get some shimmering, um, some reflections, and then you get like a lot of bokeh depth of field because they want to make it that film style. Bokeh, yeah. But in theory, that should help with what what the target of what you're looking at because if it's not making extra anything extra super crisp on the outside, um, and you're just only focusing on making things look good in the middle, you know it should help with performance. Plus, you're not doing the full aspect ratio of graphics because they they do black bar the top the cinematic you know top and bottom yeah and so therefore you're not producing even at a you know 1080 you're not getting the full 1080 because you're missing out those chunks so it should be easier to run in theory but uh, once again i don't know enough about that stuff yeah i I don't know It, it should be but maybe it's just something to do with my my system or whatever but i mean i got the controller working so I guess that's one one uh one, one point for me, uh, and you have the frame rate, so that's a point for you. But anyway, I thought that was I thought it was a pretty good game. I enjoyed it. It's exactly what I want uh, from Game Pass is these kind of games because it's 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 really yeah, I I'm enjoying it as well. It's the right length too. It's yeah. not overly long. Uh, I'm going to have this thing beat probably the next game session I do. Uh, like I said, I would have beaten it by now if it wasn't for the fact that I was trying really hard to get the controller set up. Uh, but I just gave up, and I'm like, I'm just going to play this game. And uh, no, this this is exactly what you want. You're right. Uh, was it Devolver Digital helped bring this out? Yeah, they're the and, publisher. I don't know who the developer is, though. But Yeah, and so I'm uh, like, I was excited about this when they first showed it. I'm more or less not disappointed. The only part, like I said, the only real disappointing part for me is just the collectibles because it takes you out of it a little bit. Yeah, it's, so. I think it's about what I expected slash wanted it to be. Um, and if they make another, whoever makes this game, I'll try to look it up at some point. And if they make, uh, and whatever they make next, I'll definitely jump into because um, I think it was, it was pretty good. All right. Well, uh, you know, that's pretty much for what you've been playing, right? Yeah, that's pretty much all. I played a couple other things, but not ready to talk about any of them yet. All right. Uh, so I got to touch um, another Game Pass game, uh, the Ayudin Chronicles uh, Rising. Uh, so I played this in probably the most unoptimal way possible, and that is, uh, I used Game Pass. I streamed it to my phone over my uh, company Wi-Fi during my lunch breaks. Uh, <laughs> you sure you want to admit that? <laughs> oh, it's it, dude, it's lunch break, whatever. It's I guess, Wi-Fi. I, I, guess I don't true. care. I guess that's true. 
So that's, you know, it was one of those things that I'm like, I got some time to kill, so I'm just going to go ahead and do this. And it actually worked surprisingly well. Um, well I think it's because this game has a lot of, uh, for, all right, it's a uh, side scrolling, you know, action RPG is the best way to put this. And by and the it, makers of Sukuden, uh, the Sukuden franchise has the, their distinct art style, which is pretty lovely. I've always liked the Sukuden series. Uh, I have all of them up until the later PS2 ones, I think. So I have one, I have one through four. Maybe even, yeah, I think I have five as well. Um, and there's a couple spinoffs as well, but that that series has always been near and dear to me. I love the soundtrack to Sukuden uh, and Sukuden 2. I... Yeah, that soundtrack is just amazing. And what this is, is the same developers as Sukuden. Uh, they're making... Ayudin Chronicles is going to be two games coming out. Uh, the first one is Rising. And then uh, slated for next year is uh, Ayudin Chronicles 100 Heroes. Uh, so this also goes back to Sukuden. Because there was like... In Sukuden, you were able to get... Uh, was it 105 or 108 stars of destiny which means you could actually unlock a, that many characters well um yeah yeah that was one of the you know back then certain things that was like you, know, you put it on the box right you're like yeah you can have this many people um or like this many endings and that was always kind of the concept of those things um so in this game you're playing as a small group your your main character is uh crap is her, her name's cj yeah. And she's she's an adventurer, uh, or she's not she's a uh, what does she call herself? I forget. Like she gives herself a stupid name, uh, where it's just like she's like because uh, she, I did play like thirty minutes of this game, and and she says, "I'm not a thief. I'm a scavenger." And the difference is that thieves take things from living people, and I take things from dead people or something like that. Yeah, but she, she gives herself, like, the moniker, like, benevolent or, like, or something like that, or <laughs> I don't, I don't it's because, you know, she gives herself a good, like, it's, I'm, I'm a good scout, you know, I'm a good one of those, you know, because, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, but, no, her character is likable enough. She's, uh, her weapons are just straight up, you know, pickaxes, but they're, like, like you know, Laura climbing. Croft yeah. climbing mountains, you know, it's like, okay. That's a unique weapon for a fantasy setting. Yeah, uh, it's like and, it's it's definitely unique, and it's it's kind of quaint. It's like okay, it's more of a tool, but yeah, you could use it sort of as a weapon. Um, so it kind of makes her less like or likes her. It makes her more harmless, sort of. I guess I don't know. Yeah, it's well, you know. So she's on a right, uh, like her her village or clan does a rite of passage. So she's trying to make her way as an adult, and so this is her trying to prove herself. Uh, in the world, and essentially she answers like a, a newspaper ad saying, "Like, hey, new dungeon found here. You know, like, you know, it's like come here to make your riches." And she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go there and make some money." And so she's essentially a prospector. Uh, yeah. And and she comes and she comes into this you know broke ass town, and it's her it, it's your job to uh, rebuild it by more or less doing these runs and doing a bunch of fetch, fetch quests. It was like, you're going to go ahead and you need these supplies. All right, let me go get them for you. Go out there, come back. Ta-da, here's your supplies. Now you built my, now you built uh, like a Smith, you know, blacksmith, or now you built, you know, like this is instantly building these things. Like, so it's all predetermined. You don't get the luxury of like, I'm going to set up this town the way I want or some sort of like, uh, you know, uh, micromanaging system like that would be kind of nice, but no, it's just it's very bare bones in that sense. Uh, I've only played a few hours of it, 
but it's enjoyable. I mean, it's just it's a fun way to kill some time. Uh, I can't really say it's doing anything like God tier amazing, but it's it's doing everything, you know, r r just right. I think it's um, from what I heard, it's not too long of a game. It's only supposed to be like 12 to 15 hours. OK. Uh, and, and it does unlock a harder difficulty as well. And uh, there's a couple posts. There's some. There's also some content like post uh, credits or whatever. So, uh, the big thing too is if you, if you're interested in this game, is when you beat it, your progress or your character, some character information will carry over to uh, the game that's coming out next year, which is that Ayudin uh, Chronicles uh, Hundred Heroes. So these party members, uh, if it's anything like the old Schoon games, like you'd be able to then make, pick them up and they'll be at whatever level they were or at least have extra stat boosts because you've already done some work with them. So That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, Sukun did that with Sukun 1 to 2. Uh, you're able to save your uh, PS1 memory card data. And then from 2 to 3, that's when it went from, PS, uh, from the PS1 to PS2. And then you were able to actually do it from 3 to 4, I believe, and you needed a special ps2 to ps um three like adapter right. and it's like as a special memory card adapter which for the as far as i can remember was only solely for this game there might have been a few other games but i don't remember any of them coming out to the u.s that actually required you to be like i'm going to use my ps2 memory card for some reason on my ps3 uh so i have that set adapter in wow. box uh, I never, I never beat two, Sukun two. As much as I love that game, I made it really far. Uh, but that game was, is just, is one of those old school RPGs that take forever, and you have to follow a guide if you want to, uh, to unlock all the characters. And back then, I was very much a completionist. Like I have to do everything, and if I screw up, I'm starting it again. <laughs> oh, that's the yeah. trap. I I rented Suikoden three. Uh, I remember renting that and not it not grabbing me i just i remember like renting it i think i was kind of burned out on our on jrpgs back then because i'd played a ton of them i think suikoden 3 was on the playstation 2 though um it was just like yep. the newest one um and i think it was sort of it wasn't i don't remember what it looked like exactly but i feel like it was not really top down it was um it was like a kind of on the level of the character on the level, a little bit pulled back. Um, it was yeah. it was very much a PS2 as PS2 game where you end up running around, um, like grinding. That one, all the, that one did the neat thing of having three different characters set up in different locations, and they all kind of meet converge into one central storyline. Okay. So, yeah, some, um, something about that just yeah. didn't like it did, didn't grab me, and I didn't. I was like, okay, whatever. I mean, but years later, I did play. Um, or I didn't play. I did start to hear about. Uh, kind of the wonders of Suikoden and how great it was. Um, but like this game, uh, it's it's okay. I've only played a few minutes of it, so I can't really speak to it too much, but it does seem like a like a good like a good quiet time if you if you want something that's not too complicated, but kind of uh, JR kind of gonna uh, satisfy that JRPG itch uh, a little bit. I think it'd be good on the Switch, something like that. It'd be a good kind of like, I'm on the bus, just kind of play a little bit and, and then go on. But I, I don't know how much more I'm going to play. It, it seems all right, though. Uh, looks like Sukuden goes for quite a few different prices, but one of them, let's see, we're looking at like 
hundred to hundreds of dollars for the first Sukun and, and Sukun 2. So that, yeah. I got them both. So I got some cash on me. That's uh, awesome, dude. Like, yeah, I, I wish I still had a lot of that old stuff. I mean, I think I might have my Sega somewhere. I don't know, but I'm like, I mean, you just. You can still buy them for the PS3. Yeah. Uh, they were on the digital store, or yeah, I think it was on the PS3. And then. Uh, so that was one of the things that was like, oh, when they close down that store, you're not going to have access to that game again. Um, which was one of those joking, I'm not going to sell the game because I, I, I bought Sukun 2 for like 10 bucks, uh, at a used store that they didn't know what they had. Yeah. And the, the, the guy, it was literally a vinyl, like it was a music store and they just happened to have a small game section. And so I'm like, oh, sweet. Like I, I went ahead and bought it mostly for anime cover. And I bought the first, I bought the second game before buying the first game. <laughs> uh Ugh. and well i just assumed it was like a final fantasy situation where like yeah the numbers don't really mean squad and yeah. it kind of doesn't it's like the first game was like you're on the one side of the war and then the second game you're on the other side of the war so the people who you thought were really the bad guys maybe they're not as bad as you thought they were you know <laughs> um Imagine yeah it's, the, the story is the story is pretty epic actually it's it's a really amazing uh those games are just phenomenal especially for for the time uh, I think that was one of the things uh, a Uden Chronicles. I wish they did is I wish they had voice acting in it. Uh, mm, like, yeah, I wish they had. It's it just it felt really off not having voice acting nowadays. And it's just like, you know. Yeah, I mean that's expensive, but it really makes the characters come come alive. I mean it's 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 expensive, but I mean there's so many. I mean you can get voice actors to read lines on Fiverr um, for a reasonable amount of like a reasonable amount of money if you pay them like a real salary i don't know game developers are often broke as it is so maybe it's a lot to ask but you're right it would it would definitely take that game up a whole notch if it did have voice acting yeah uh but I, yeah i think it's it's a you know it's a good game if you uh, take a look at the art style or if you're into anything with sukun or anything like that uh, these, you know, it has the, some of that same lineage and it's just a fun, fun little game. Uh, you know, it's not too terribly difficult and it's, it's a, the right bite size, you know, chunk. Uh, you can play it literally over a weekend if you have a lot of free time. Uh, so yeah, I would recommend just, you know, giving it a shot and worst case, you know, you can bounce out early. It's not like it's going to be too much investment. That's true. So yeah. Uh, outside of that, uh, that's really it for what I've been playing. I mean, uh, I've of course dipped back into my my normal vampire survivors. Um, got all those. So got that because the new patch came out and some some new new achievements, and I got all those. There was only a handful, and I uh, got some new characters. I, I I was I discovered that there apparently I don't know if it's still available, but there's like a save hack you can do to unlock a character, yeah. and it's a de it's a deformed version of death. Uh, and it's called it's literally missing number so it's a pokemon reference to the og pokemon oh. uh, and it's like a pixel it's death but like pixelated and like fucked up yeah so i just i just quick read about it i'm like okay maybe i'll do that later but i haven't bothered now i haven't gotten all the um unlockable characters at this point uh i did do uh i did try to get uh to kill death to unlock him and you do this but there's like a there's a format in the library that a lot of people try to do you get you know and i didn't have the most optimum build yeah. but i made myself to like 37 minutes uh and seven deaths had appeared uh and i wasn't able to kill a single one uh, so i did not get to unlock death at the end uh, 
That's too hard. I'm like, yeah, me, okay, man. I'm done. I'm done for tonight. And then, you know, that was it. And, uh, you know, I played a little bit more here and there, but that, that was. Oh, uh, uh, Vampire Survivor is a game that keeps on giving. Yep. Get, check it out on Game Pass. Hopefully it's uh, the current build. And yeah, so how about the news, man? Or do you need to take a break? I'm good. We can keep powering on through. Um, so the news, the newsy news. Uh, first of all, just a quick announcement. Epic is having a mega sale. If you don't already know that, I'm sure you probably already do, but having a mega sale, I've looked at some of the deals. Some of them look pretty good for some older games, some pretty deep, um, deep cuts. And, uh, did you see that they just gave away, uh, Borderlands three? Yeah. That just came out this Thursday. Yeah. I mean, Um, I guess it's like almost, I guess like it's a three-year-old game now, but I don't know. To me, it feels like it just came out, but. I was surprised to see a game kind of that, I don't know, of that size just being given away. But, uh, yeah. They gave away, like, three games last week, and two of them were solid, and I cannot remember what they were. Uh, one of them I actually already owned because they had already given it away earlier. Uh, but, yeah, it's like they've been pretty good at that. And, I what? mean, you know, hopefully, usually they'll say they'll announce what game they're giving away next week. Right. Uh, but currently, because of the sale, they have it, like, obscured. So it's supposed to be a big surprise. So sometimes they give away some really good stuff. And, yeah. you know, Borderlands despite if you may like the franchise or not, I mean, that's still a pretty decent sized game oh, uh, yeah. to just give away for free. I mean, like in this day and age between, between Epic and game pass, like and if you have a machine and you have Epic and game pass, you don't really need anything else. I mean, you're not gonna be able to play the best stuff that as soon as it comes out, but you could have a huge library. I mean, you already have a huge library with just those two. So kids these days, you got it so lucky. I'm just letting you know. Um, but, uh, moving on to the actual news, um, a couple of interesting things. First of all, probably the biggest, most interesting thing, I guess, is, um, EA is looking to sell or merge. Um, I pulled the story from Kotaku. Uh, I think that's where it originated. Uh, basically, um, they have been, uh, shopping themselves to several different, places um let me see if i can pull it up and of course i'm going to reload it uh uh they they shot themselves several different places um the biggest one that got the closest to actually happening though was with nbc universal um they apparently were deep in talks with them uh to be to be bought or merged or something like that i can't remember exactly what the article said um, but, uh, yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting, um, in this day and age with all of these mega mergers going on with a lot of the big game companies, um, I would kind of be, be thinking that EA would be looking to, to become bigger, which they have been, they've, they bought up a bunch of studios, but to become bigger in order to compete more directly with Sony and Microsoft. But it seems like they think that they need to go the other way and be and be bought instead um well maybe they maybe the uh ceo has done something shady and they want to bounce before they get caught could be could be that's a that's a good move uh the old bobby Kotick, as they say <laughs> um I, I i honestly i would like them to be bought um because they you know it's kind of a famous meme that they buy studios and then run them into the ground uh, rest in peace, Bioware. 
um, uh, along with, <laughs> with several others. But um, I think if they were bought and had some oversight, then that may not happen as much. It would be it would be uh, maybe a good way to save studios that come under that un, under that umbrella that they wouldn't just be totally gutted and totally changed. But um, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting t- to see, and hopefully uh, we'll see if they actually end up uh, getting bought or anything like that. But I thought it was kind of weird. Um, next up, uh, Kotaku also did a little uh, thing on... Um, they're calling it not E3 and, uh, they show, um, trying to find the article again. Um, they show all of the dates for the, uh, the pressers that different game, um, developers are going to have, uh, first one, June 9th, summer games fest. Uh, next one after that gorilla collective is on June 11th. And then uh, Wholesome Direct is also June 11th. Future Game Show, also June 11th. Um, Xbox and Bethesda is the next day on June 12th. Uh, PC Game Show is later that same day on June 12th. And then Overwatch Showcase. So I guess they're having their own separate thing on June 16th. And then um, uh, THQ Nordic is having a showcase also. Oh, no, this is later on August 12th, so a few months later. And then Gamescom is having a thing on August 25th. Um, so that was nice for them to put together uh, a list of everything that's that's going on. Um, they, it looks like they are kind of trying to put together some sort of E3-type digital event, but with no Sony and no Nintendo, um, it's kind of just Xbox. It's going to be the, the, big, um, the, the big shower there. Yeah, uh, it's one of those things that, you know, uh, people just said, you know, that's like the final nail in the coffin, right? E3 is officially dead because they've already taken some time off. It's been kind of middling. And so, uh, yeah, it's not really too surprising. You know, it's just a it's just an outdated format. Um, I really, you know, I really love the days of E3 uh, because it is sort of. In a weird way, it's like the Super Bowl for games, or I don't know, like the Olympics of games, uh, of video games. Rather, it was when it was when the, it was when average games got media press. Like the the average, you know, like news channels would actually talk about video games in a legit manner, not like you know in hysterics, like you know Grand Theft Auto makes kids murder people or something. You know, it's it was legitimately like, hey, people are get to getting together. The, these are the video games are a real thing. And this is to be taken seriously, uh, but that was also back. You know, like I said, that was a long last time ago. Um, yeah. You know, the only the only argument I can see now is people are like, well, the smaller, you know, mid tier to smaller uh, developers, you know, this is their time to shine and to show them. Like, yeah, but the cost per like, you know, outcome is kind of hard to say whether or not it's worth their expense to go there to do all the setup and. You know, the there is a little bit of hey, all these developers and all these people are here. We can rub elbows. Maybe we can talk to some publishers. Maybe someone would want to help us out and fund our game. Uh, you know, there is that everyone being in one spot, but also other people have been doing it better even before the pandemic. Uh, Gamescom has been getting bigger and bigger, and uh, they're better suited for this kind of thing and more for the public because I think 
you could tell the moment they opened up E3 to the public, like, okay, this is no longer the E3 you remember. And this is yeah. more or less the way to, I mean, if you want to have a good showing, you're better off going to a PAX. Um, you know, it's yeah. it just, that's meant more, it, it, they know how to cater to the public. E3 never, never really got a good grasp on it. And yeah, so it's, it's, it's one of well, those things that I mean, you like, should just bury it and remember what it was and then make everything, uh, make something new if you really wanted to. Yeah, I mean, the time for it has, has moved on and it was always supposed to be an industry show. I mean, it's supposed to be like people who are business men and trying to make a business and an industry like run. Um, and not like, I know that I've heard that uh, developers hated E3 because they'd have to make something special for it take time out to make a vertical slice of a game run exactly right. Um, so that, you know, it could be shown and that, that takes out, you know, var valuable like time and, and effort and then going there in person. Um, it's a big expense and I, I totally get it. It'd be really annoying to have to do that. Uh, I, I do, you know, like probably the last big E3, like the biggest E3 that I remember was, that the one Sony one where they, where they unveiled God of War and they did a teaser for Death Stranding. This is like you know, five six years ago, something like that. And that, but that was that was huge. That was like okay, that was like the. I mean, there were so many things that came out of that of that out of that E3, especially and even like Xbox had a good showing that year. It just was dwarfed by how much Sony was doing. Um, and I missed those days because I was like, man, that's so cool. Uh, I think they even, was that the Final Fantasy VII year? No, that was that was later that they showed that, I think. For me, it was uh, the last time I really got, I thought it was good, was uh, the price points and announcements for uh, the last-gen consoles, the, PS, uh, the PS4 and the, uh, the Xbox, uh, you know, uh, One series. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So the Xbox, you know, because when the Xbox One came out, they did their talking, shot themselves in the foot, and then Sony came out and just slapped them across the face, and you know, and they <laughs> yeah. completely made fun. Like that was it was pretty brilliant. It was it was one of those like, oh man, and you probably won't have that kind of uh, showing again, and you haven't since. But I mean, you can always fingers crossed. Yeah, uh, I mean, something something will come up and replace it. Probably that'll be you know different, maybe not as good, maybe just as good, maybe better. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things where, I mean, I never, like, if you'd asked, if you told me, if you'd asked me when I was a kid, I would have said E3 is never going away. It's, it's always, it's always going to be here, but times change and everything goes digital. Um, and really the gaming, I mean, the gaming world is way more diverse now than it was when we were kids. I mean, when we were kids, it was like, you know, Nintendo and Sony and then Xbox, you know, kind of uh, there in the early 2000s. Um, and that was it. You know, mobile games weren't really a thing. It, it, there weren't all these kind of branches. And I guess there's always PC and stuff, but that was always sort of like, you know, over there. Um, and like now it's phone games, it's games on Netflix, and then all the traditional media, and then PC is definitely its own kind of ecosphere. We have ways to reach people now than we never did back then. So yeah. therefore, it's a time and place thing. I mean, you know, back then during E3's biggest hypes and such, you still had um, 
PlayStation magazine given and Xbox magazine given away demo discs with their yeah. uh, with each issue. Wow. Uh, so because you couldn't, you know, there wasn't a way to conveniently download, uh, you know, these you know games and stuff like that because you'd be your internet would take so long. Uh, now you can do all the you know you can do your uh, Nintendo directs and you know like PlayStation present stuff. You can you know whenever you want on your own schedule. You don't have to work around other people's. So you don't have to crunch for that uh, vertical slice video, and you can be like, "Here's what the game look really, here's what the game looks like." Uh, but honestly, yeah, it's it's no, for the most part, you don't really need to have this anymore. Uh, and you're gonna have uh, the gamers, you know, or uh, choice awards or whatever, or uh, you're gonna have, you know, plus you have packs and you have games come, you have all this other stuff that you know E3 is not ne- necessary like like it used to be. Uh, if you want to bring it back, but also the ESRB and everything, they've had they've kind of come under so much scrutiny, and yeah, they and need to be they, revamped from the ground up. So when they doxed uh, all those people's uh, information, that was horrible. Um, were you talking about like that happened like three times, and they like the, their website was that way for a long time. Yeah. Like they literally were told about it. Oh yeah, okay, and then they didn't change it for for like half a year or something like that. Yeah, uh, that's just so I, that's egregious. It's like how do you how do you get? I mean, they were dragged through the mud, and then it still it still was up. It's like what is going on? Do you like get your get? get your secretary to fix it. Like, I don't know what you have to do to fix it, but it's not that hard to take something off of a website. I mean, it really isn't, but well, you know, it's, you know, talking about spilling and like leaking information. Uh, you have a news article coming up next. Yeah. Norman Reedus spills the beans again. I mean, uh, the guy doesn't give a shit. <laughs> he doesn't, I guess he doesn't understand video games or money. Um, so Norman Reedus, Basically, for the third time, all but confirmed that there is a Death Stranding 2 coming out. Um, He did, back in March, he said, we've been working on stuff. Uh, He just kind of let that slip. And then this time, they were doing some kind of article, and he was kind of praising it. And he was like, we've pretty much got all the mocapping done for the second one. So (laughs) I I can't remember that's exactly what he said, but something along those lines. Um, the, the defense the last time around was the uh, definitive edition or whatever hadn't been released yet. So then we're like, oh, they could have meant that. But now that sucker has been out for such a long time. They're like, okay, you know, you can't cover this up. But at the same time, is it really leaking or is it like, hey, go ahead and drop this for us? Because it'll, it'll get more buzz if it's coming from you than if it would be at a normal press release. That is true. Like if you, if you leak something it's probably spreads faster and wider than if you say, Hey, here's the official news. Cause everybody wants to get a little teaser, get a little, get a little, uh, bit of that extra sauce. But I just think, I just thought it was funny. Cause I, I don't know. He, I don't think Norman Reedus gives a shit. Um, so he's just like, whatever. Um, and it's like, who cares? Yeah. We know they're going to make another one or we know Kojima is going to make something else. And Sony's probably going to, I mean, I don't know how, how well did, death stranding do i feel like it did pretty good yeah um i i actually i don't know the numbers off the top but it's like from everything i got it seemed to do favorable i mean they weren't it wasn't a um square enix being like we're disappointed in these you know these really solid numbers because our expectations were just too damn high well that's Uh, i mean that's the thing is like there's you know it's about profit so 
you know, if you put a hundred million dollars into a game and you only sell it for a hundred and one million dollars worth of profit, then it's like, okay, we only made a million dollars. That's really not, you know, they, they want to make, they want to make, you know, two or three times or even more. I don't know what their margins are, but they have a set number of their margins and sometimes really big expensive games that sell amazingly well, just don't sell amazingly well enough based on their expectations. I didn't know if Death Stranding fit into that or where it fit into that, but it looked, I feel like it was fairly cheap to make and they made it quickly um, compared to what I guess we all thought, at least what I thought it was going to happen. Um, but I, anyway, so with that in mind, it's like, yeah, they're going to make another one and I'm sure they're going to use the same, some of the same people. Why I thought they? they were also like Death Stranding was partially I forget how it worked. It was something had to do with um they didn't they not outsource their engine from like Guerrilla Games or something like that. Uh, I remember that it wasn't like totally theirs from the ground up. Not like um the RE engine, you know, for the new Resident Evil remakes. Uh, so that also helped you know with that because back then they used to have to make their own stuff for all the Metal Gears, you know. Uh, uh, so. But since they already have an engine and they have quite a few assets in place, uh, theoretically, a sequel wouldn't be that much more difficult. The The big question is uh, story content, because Kojima always has to be, you know, really bombastic in his his type of story because he has he has to have some sort of, you know, uh, hidden message, you know, whether it be about social media or, you know, and he really just slapped everyone in the face with like, you know, dude's name is Bridges, building connections across the world, across America and yeah, you know, it's just like, all right, yeah, we get it. That's what turned me off of Death Stranding 1. I didn't play it. I was like, I don't want to play this right away. I might play it later. But everything I heard about the story was like, no, I don't. This is, it, it's ham-fisted. It, it was like, everything that was explained to me, I was just like, this is, sounds bad. I mean, it just sounds. It was, it was, uh, I, I, the story, I didn't get too far into it. I played like, I don't know, 10 hours. And the mechanics of the game was kind of fun. I just didn't really care about the combat at all, but just traversing. I'm like, yeah, if you're just playing this as like, I don't know, trucking simulator, yeah. then it's kind of okay. Yeah. You know? And then they've added so much goofy, goofy stuff. They've like, you can now like, uh, cannon your uh, some of your uh, gear or your load. You can literally build a cannon to just jettison some of that stuff, and uh, you have more vehicles. And yeah, you know, they've they've done some quirky things, and it was it was a fun little, you know game. It looked really pretty, but honestly, I I spent about all the time I needed to with the first game, and mm. I'm not actually interested at all in the second. So well, on that note, <laughs> next piece of news. <laughs> so fuck that. Um, so Embracer Group who owns THQ Nordic um, says that they are uh, quite happy with uh, what they got from Square Enix um, and that they are going to be making some more Tomb Raider and uh, what is the other one? Um, Deus Ex. Deus Ex. Thank you for rescuing me there. Um, uh, so they're going to, they're doing sequels, remakes and remasters. I've got all kinds of stuff uh planned um and anyway I, thought, I just thought it was kind of interesting because like back when thq nordic was created um 
I remember listening to podcasts and stuff and people being like, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, they're going to be like a, you know, like a B rated studio. They're going to kind of make, you know, like B games and it'll be nice to have, you know, some budget type games that are pretty good, but also, you know, cheaper and shorter. Um, and I, they do seem to be making, you know, a lot of that. Uh, but, but the kind of numbers that they were throwing around back then, I just remember thinking like that something about this doesn't seem like a, a small studio type thing or like a medium sized studio type thing. And everything that we've heard about since then, they've slowly, but surely gathered up some pretty big properties, uh, over the past couple of years. And I think this is just another one of those, uh, symbols of kind of how big they've become. I just kind of wonder how big they will end up being in the next, you know, five or 10 years. Yeah. Uh, they, they've secretly been, or not so secretly, but they've just seemingly have been acquiring studios here and there and just getting larger and larger as time has gone on. So, uh, they, they, their portfolio is pretty good now. And honestly, uh, I'm curious to see what they do. Uh, DSX, uh, uh, I, I, originally really liked the series um i liked it when they they came out with uh uh what was it deus ex um not mankind divided uh that was the newest one but the one previous one before that that i i completely platinum that game and that game was i had to beat it twice because one of them was uh the foxiest of hounds achievement which was you have to play the entire game without getting discovered oh wow um, yeah, so it was it was making fun of um or as an homage to Metal Gear because mm. uh, I think it was like big boss rating is when you don't kill anyone and you're never discovered and you kind of had to do that with this game. Uh, so that's how much I played the you know when they first came out with the Deus Ex uh, remake I I played that one that much uh, and then the last one I just didn't really get into it too too much which was kind of a disappointment. So. Uh, and of course, Tomb Raider, uh, well received. A lot of people still use Tomb Raider as benchmarks to this day. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be neat to see what they do with that franchise. Uh, but honestly, yeah, it's it's one of those things that's, of course, they're going to be making anyone who has those titles are going to be making a new game of those. It doesn't matter if it's Embracer or not. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Um, and those and those games definitely do need more titles. I think I think like we were talking about earlier, how uh, SquareSoft, um kind of was disappointed in Tomb Raider sales and stuff like that. I, I kind of, I think that whatever Embracer group does will probably not be quite as snazzy. Um, it won't be as polished as what Squaresoft did, but it might, uh, but it might um, maybe bring some, some new ideas and uh, I mean, they're just going to be publishing it. So it all depends on who, who gets, who gets to actually get their hands on it and I, actually, I know, but like Squaresoft is a big meaty publisher, so they might be willing to throw more money at it than what an Embracer group might do. But anyway, it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do with it. But um, besides that, uh, Konami might make more Silent Hill. Um, yeah. And uh, this uh, makes me nervous, but uh, I don't know. Silent Hill is one of those games that... I never played, but it's on like the tippy top of my list of old games to play. Silent Hill and Silent Hill 2 especially. Because um, you hear about how amazingly great those games were. The problem I think now um, is playing them legally in an acceptable way 
And I think that I, the last I heard is that you can't like to play it legally. If you play it on a, whatever repack or whatever thing they've got, um, it kills the vibe. Uh, the old, the old PlayStation games had fog, uh, because the draw distance sucked and they needed to, to make sure that, that, uh, frame rate and everything held up. So they made all this fog to hide stuff, hide enemies and stuff like that. And it made it really cool. But in the new, in the newly released PC versions and stuff, they're like, well, we don't need all that fog because we got plenty of horsepower to make all this work. And it just totally kills the atmosphere and aesthetic of the game. So I'm not really sure how I should play them, but that's been a, a project of mine to, to figure out. But anyway, Konami... You mean you don't have the original you know, PS1, PS2 copies of these games? I do not. I never played them. I think I just said that. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you should just have... It doesn't matter. You could still own them and just never play them. Yeah, but why don't you own them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I have a... I have an old PlayStation and PS2 that I don't even know if they work because um, I got them secondhand. But but um, anyway, Konami might make more. I have zero faith in Konami making anything good at this point. It's a totally like wait and see uh, approach with that. But it'd be interesting to see if they do actually put anything out. Yeah, well, that and it's just uh, Silent Hill has been you know pushed to the side for so long that you just really don't hold your breath. That's all there is to it. I mean, I was a huge Silent Hill fan. I own the first uh, four games and the I I think I actually own that HD collection you were talking about that came out. Um, That's a, and yeah. I I actually don't think I actually played it. I just I just bought it because <laughs> all it's there and it's available. I bought the HD collection and I never bothered playing it at all. Um, I do I do generally like uh, I I love the first two games hands down. Uh, it was I think we, I discovered a comedian around the same time, uh, like early two thousands or whatever, who had this this little bit where talking about amusement parks. And I can't remember who this comedian is, but it's like, it's like, yeah, amusement parks. What's so amusing about about ass clinching terror? <laughs> and we had so a buddy of mine. We were we laughed so hard at that, and so then we 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 dubbed Silent Hill essentially ass clinching terror is what what we dubbed it at the time because it was so weird. It was just like ACT, you know, ass clinching yeah. terror. <laughs> You know, it's just like, well, you know, you literally hear these weird noises in the background and you can't see squat from the fog and you can see barely come in and barely leave. And you're like, all right. And you have this fucking this like, I forget, it's like a pipe or something like I'm going to fucking murder you the moment you come around the corner. And you're like, ah, you know, <laughs> are these little weird, you know, knee high monsters like, you know, just stabbing you. And we're like, what is going on? What is this thing? It's so blocky. I can't make out. Is this supposed to be like? A baby, <laughs> you know, I like. I don't know what's murdering me. You know, it's just, I think it was such are a like, weird game. I think there are like babies, like demon babies in it. Uh, I think I've seen scenes of that. And they're the one. They take you out in the alley in the very first uh, mm. bit of that game. That must be so, it. Yeah. And um, it was yeah, like I said, that game was so good. And the sequel, um, no, two and three. Three was also really like. I heard three was were, solid in some way. Yeah, I mean, and also you had all these, it was very much a Japanese game, like, oh, Japan, because you had, like, a bunch of endings, uh, you never, it, it made no sense on how you got the endings back in the time, day, so you're like, and then you, you'd hear, or you'd read in a magazine, like, there's an ending, 
where where it's a dog what you know yeah, it's just that's like, like the joke ending yeah yeah it's a dog the whole and time how, yeah like how do you how do you get that ending you know it's like you didn't know any of that stuff so yeah there's a there's a lot of mythos around around some of those old games that's really cool to to read about and watch youtube videos on um the last piece of news here uh is just that square enix has filed uh trademarks three more trademarks for final fantasy 7 um let's see if i can pull it up here uh Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, I think which we already knew was going to happen. Final Bar Line and Labyrinth Striker. So we kind of knew that more Final Fantasy stuff was going to be coming, but um, this is uh, just another little bit of news for exactly where it's going to go in the future. Um, but yeah. Well, secretly, what it is for you is it's, uh, it's your nonchalant segue to talking about your figurine collection and how yes. you probably oh. already pre-ordered that new tifa <laughs> I'm statue i'm cutting this out i'm cutting all this out <laughs> oh know? yeah and there's there's more than one version of this statue so you probably have all three of them we're gonna that call it the, the luxury version that's yeah we're it's, gonna um, get. you have you know for those who don't know um no one's listening look at your own anyway. risk uh but uh, it's tifa doing the jacko pose uh and, and that's all we if you don't know what jacko poses look at your own risk um <laughs> yeah that's that is all you gotta know if you know you know and if you don't know you should probably not be at work while you figure it out oh yeah most definitely not safe for work not safe for parents um you know and because nick there is like total you know money bags you know he has you know, seven hundred and eighty-three dollars and ninety-nine cents to blow on uh, the statue with two interchangeable bodies. Dude, um, that is yeah. so much money to throw at a statue. I mean, that is insane to put almost eight hundred dollars on a statue. And there's more. There's ones that are even more. There's there's oh yeah plenty that are even uh, from this from this company that's doing it. Uh, not necessarily going to. I won't bother throwing out their name, but they do actually do some like the statues are pretty decent quality. It looks like, well, yeah. but also <laughs> it, it also looks like they do um, some knockoffs for some other high like high quality statues. Like they they're selling this one for this other one for like um I think it was like five hundred. And one of my buddies is like, oh no, that's totally a fifteen hundred dollar statue. So they they this they're just doing a like their own knockoff version of it. Really? And I'm like, I'm like, that's a fifteen hundred dollar statue. And he showed it to me. I'm like, holy crap! All right, yeah, you're right. Um, so there's yeah, yeah there's they, they do a really good one of um my dress. They have a couple of my dress up darlings. Some of them are R eighteen. Um, but one of them was just her in a swimsuit, but behind her has a light up sign of her name. And it's just this, you know, I'm like, that's kind of neat just because it's a little, it's an actual light up, you know, thing. I'm like, that's kind of cool. It's a but lamp. I don't... It's a lamp, honey. It's, it's like, that's like. Would the... you rather have me have a, a, a thigh? A, a, like, you know, yeah. a, fucking story, a Christmas story leg, you know? That's what I was thinking. It's a Christmas story lamp. Oh, man, that's so funny. It's a modern day version of that. Uh, it's a prize. I won it. it it's yeah. my trophy. Yeah, I, I wonder if they have to get permission from Square Enix to do, to, to do that. I mean, it's a really big gray area when it comes to anything anime related. Like, you'll go to an anime convention, and there'll be people just selling bootleg stuff 
everywhere. T-shirts, their own, uh, you know, crochet dolls. They'll make so they'll make their own plushies. I know, uh, I know. And there's and like Etsy stuff, you can kind of get away with and around. But I don't know. I guess it. I just wonder. I, I guess it's still the same principle. It's still just a company on the internet that probably operates out of yeah. Out of China but I could be at a convention whatever. selling merch for Funimation, who's just right over there. It's a, di but like, it's a different <laughs> branch. They're not, they're not going to send their, they didn't bring their, their police to like yeah. lock you up and get you, you know, give you all kinds of press. Like all that stuff has got to be done with lawyers behind closed doors and stuff with, with letters of intent and crap like that. So I, I just, I, I guess it's still the same, still the same thing as like Etsy and private sellers. It's just a, a little bit, uh, a little bit more money involved, but Anyway, so I think that's all that there is for the news. Um, anyway. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, you know, we uh, we appreciate you guys making it to the end here. All right. Uh, we, we're going to be changing some stuff up a little bit next week. Um, you know, oh, yeah. uh, Nick is going to be uh, away, so we'll be re doing a little earlier recording. We're going to see if we can do a remote you know, edition, if there's any new news that pops up in between or if there's anything we really have to try to record. Uh, but we'll essentially have it canned and a little bit in advance and add anything if we can or if we have to. Uh, right. So, yeah. Outside of that, uh, Nick, what's the moral of the episode? Um, always know your memes. You have to know your memes or else nothing matters. All right. Uh, true words to live by. Well, thanks, guys, for watching episode 18 of Another Dead Pixel. And, you know, we'll wait to see, you know, wait to, uh, to do this again. And thank you again. Y'all take care. Thanks. Bye. We're talking about one of Joe's favorite movies, Hot Fuzz. I've watched this movie well, probably more than any other movie. Um, it's just, it's, it's one of those things that it's perfect to have in the background because it's not like explicit. It's not other than some silly, like death scenes. Like it really is okay to have in the background like you you play die hard or something like that it gets super loud it gets super there is you know, like there is that one scene where the 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 spike from the building or whatever the tower falls on the person <laughs> and it just explodes the person he, he doesn't die it just goes through it's, it goes through um bond uh what's his name um uh, uh peter moore yeah um yeah and he goes oh it really hurts <laughs> I feel like I got I, somebody got just impaled like top down. Yeah, he destroyed. does. He, he 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 in the very end he gets he he, he falls over. There's a model of the new Sanford building or Sanford city line, and he gets uh, the piece of the steeple from the church goes through his lower jaw. He doesn't die. Oh. So at first you're like oh, and then later on they come back to him and he's like, can someone help me? <laughs> really I need to rewatch it again. I and, feel like it's a different scene and, that I'm talking about, but you're I th but. I don't know. It feels kind of cool. Oh, too. oh, there's one. Okay, there's one. The uh, the actual steeple of the church uh, completely lands on the dude's head. Yeah, and That's it just right. like it, obliterates, it just like blood everywhere is like a complete <laughs> smack bludgeoning of a of a human being. I did. That's yeah. I did press record, uh, and when I go ahead and do the the sound check. Uh,